Hey, this is James from survivalpunk.com. Back with another episode. Uh, once again, in the car. Gonna be no show notes. No show notes, but you're just here to listen anyway. So it doesn't matter, right? Uh, alrighty. Uh, back in the driveway. So, this week we're gonna talk about the difference between preppers versus survivalists. I saw this on Facebook recently. Um, I'm in pretty much every <clears throat> every prepper, survivalist, homesteader uh, group on Facebook. And I was in there and someone said, what's the difference between a prepper and a survivalist? And my initial thought was, they're the same. Um, I use the term pretty much interchangeably. I either say prepper or survivalist. It, I mean, just depending on the mood I'm in that day. Uh, I'm a prepper. I'm a survivalist. I'm both. I've never, I've never distinguished them. Hello, deer in the road. Uh, man, deer season's almost here. Anyway, <clears throat> so I use the term interchangeably, uh, and I started looking through the comments, and there were some good points in there. So. Today we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of those points. That there there are degrees of separations. Um, someone may actually say they're a prepper, but they're a survivalist. And I think a lot of us tend to be both. Like we can make distinctions between prepper and survivalist, but at the end of the day, I think most of us tend to be either both or a combination of like a little of this, a little of that. Um, I don't think it's so cut and dry, but it'll be a fun episode. So, prepper versus survivalist. First thing to really talk about here is stockpiling. So, preppers tend to be much heavier in the stockpiling of supplies, the preparation, preparing of supplies. They do this to strategically outlast any disaster. Um, and maintain a level of lifestyle that they're used to. Um, it's a lifestyle design. They design their life so that if a problem happens, they can keep going the way things were or similar. So they get their really deep pantry, they get their long-term food storage. Um, and there's different levels of this. like. So some preppers, like, they'll, they'll, like, spend massive amounts of money, get pallets of food, and, you know, food's one of those things that um, is always a good investment. Uh, you know, like, you may overspend for it, you may, you know, it may not be the best choice, but at the end of the day... If you were talking about pure investment things, so probably 10 years ago, probably 10 years ago, I bought a number 10 can of, uh, what is it, Harmony House? I bought a number 10 can of dehydrated egg powder. Uh, I can't I can't remember the name right now. Um, the label looks old. The, the label looks like it was made in the 80s. But I bought a number 10 can, freeze-dried, egg powder you know what the price of that thing is now like 
I bought it probably like 12 bucks. Probably like, um, it was definitely under 20. And I've seen prices recently and they're getting real close to like 90 bucks. They're getting real close, like $87 I think is the last price I saw for uh, egg powder in number 10 can. So, investment wise, how is that done? Like, granted, granted, during that same time period if I had bought Bitcoin, eh, yeah, yeah, performed very well. Um, the first time I thought about buying Bitcoin, it was eight or eleven dollars for a Bitcoin. Um, yeah, so we'll leave that there. I did not buy it at eleven dollars a Bitcoin. So, preppers, they stockpile stuff. They get, um, they preppers tend to be more survival stuff orientated more so you got your survival food you got your survival gizmos um, they tend to be more orientated towards stuff they prepare stuff whereas survivalists tend to be more live off the resources orientated so preppers prepare, prepper stockpile, survivalist, less stockpile, more live off the resources. So, um, looking at some stuff there saying that preppers, so the student survivalist would be more hunting gathering, uh, they would be more inclined to plant a garden. That I have some, I have some qualms with, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I would say the big difference, and I had this as a point later on, survivalists tend to be more skill orientated. So, a survivalist probably would have a higher chance of knowing what the wild animals around them are, as opposed to a prepper, because they just have they just have food ready to go. Um, survivalist is like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm gonna go make a dandelion salad. You know with some plantain seeds in it or whatnot. Whereas the prepper just has that stuff stored. Um, this survivalist is going to be well-versed on hunting and trapping and fishing to acquire the food needs. This is great. This is great until those resources run out. Obviously, if you're a prepper, that's also great until your resources run out. Um, technically, one can be more of a money sink. Technically. Like, if you go out and you buy the most expensive, fancy, long-term food storage, yeah, you're dropping tons of money. However, however, survival and hunting gear is not cheap. Like, even if you it's just not cheap. Like, hunting could be one of the most expensive things ever. To, to go out and get fully equipped to go hunting. <clears throat> you can do it, you know, for free. But then you're investing the time too. So, like, 
there, there are definitely ways that like so you can go to YouTube and you can look at videos of like high tech like Steve Rinella meat eater you can look at him go hunting with like what $10,000 worth of uh, hunting gear or so I've been learning Japanese I've been watching videos they've been watching a lot of content in Japanese and only in Japanese so Japanese deer hunters can't like you can own a gun in Japan and you can own guns for hunting but it's very hard and not like I didn't find any videos of deer hunters hunting with guns they do this leg snare trap thing like where the the deer gets its like front leg or legs caught in a trap and they just come up and bop it on the head so i mean what are you what are you out for that like i've seen i've i saw them either use a hammer or like an aluminum baseball bat and they get close enough to just bop the deer on the head um know either either a death blow or knock it unconscious and then they slip the throat and bleed it out so what are you what are you out if you do that like I'm not recommending right now you go out to the woods set up a trap to catch the deer's leg and then bop it on the head shit hit the fan though you know game wardens aren't around that's, I mean, traps work for you while you're sleeping. So, there's that. So, th those are more survivalist things. Um, and it, it can be absolutely expensive is what I'm saying. But, I would say in general, prepping tends to be more expensive because you're, you're basically monetizing those resources around you into money so so you're buying the resources now to use for later um, let's look at my next point so that groups versus alone so this is another thing I came across whereas Preppers tend to be more group orientated. The survivalist tends to be more the lone wolf. And you'll find articles, you'll find articles basically propping up one or the other. Tend to, like, I, I tend to see more things on lone wolf survivalism will get you killed that people aren't really built for the whole lone wolf thing. Um, there's exceptions, you know, I'll get to that. Like I've seen, I've seen videos on people that have lived alone in the wilderness for, you know, 40 years, 20 years. Um, there was Walden, um, but Thoreau, there was, yeah, there was Thoreau who wrote the book Walden, not Walden. Anyway, um, there are exceptions to the rule people that can live alone without any human contact and they're fine 
their brain is wired that way they don't like they don't like people most people though most people though need some sort of companionship they just have like you just get depressed like uh, you gotta have some kind of connection with people preppers tend to want to form up prepper groups to increase their survivability and this goes into you can't be good at everything you know like you try to be a well-rounded survivalist prepper and you can only really be decent at a lot of things but you can't be great like you can try to be like the medic and the hunter and the like you can try to be all these different hats and that's what the survivalist does the survivalist is more of a jack of all trades. Like they try to be good enough at everything to survive because that's all they have. Preppers tend to build groups with people that are specialized in these different aspects because they'll be better. If you have a group medic that's trained and focuses their preparations on medical supplies, they're going to be better for your group overall than someone that also just knows some medical stuff. And don't get me wrong, it is good to be knowledgeable on this stuff. You know, I've taken medical courses, not college, like I've gone to like prepper related medical classes. Um, it's good to be aware so that you can help in those situations like there's sometimes like if you have someone with with the general knowledge of medical things they can they can be that stopgap that makes someone you know live through a situation someone's bleeding out and you are there to, to stop that then you could absolutely keep them alive but you're never going to perform surgeries and stuff like that's just that's above your pay grade at that point so Knowing this stuff and being an expert and a specialist in this stuff is completely different. So, uh, letting an asshat pass me by. Go right ahead, buddy. Uh, driving. Fun times. Where a survivalist doesn't have a group to fall back on, they have to, they have to be that expert. Um, you know. What's the last point that I got? So, um, it, so I know what it is. I'm stealing the phone. Kids, I've seen so much stuff. Like, I just, I think that the majority of people that think they can be a lone wolf survivalist, it's not going to work out well for them. not having any community, not having anyone else to fall back on. Um, and depression, like, unless you are that person that can just go out in the wilderness and just be fine to never see a person again, I think that you'll be depressed. And I've seen in some of, like, the prepper forums, like, several of the prepper forms have like a single section because they don't want to be alone they, they don't um, 
if you are that person that's alone, you're not on those forums and you're not looking for singles, but you are. So I don't think you're going to do very well trying to live alone. Um, I think you're going to lose the will to live. Like, um, that's the, the emotional health is a part of survivalism and prepping that cannot be overlooked and ignored. Um, if you have something to fight and survive for, you're more likely to survive than to not survive. Not, so, spoiler alert, I just watched Cobra Kai, the newest season. Love that show. Um, and, and if you're watching that show and you haven't finished it, please skip ahead. If you're never going to watch that show, it doesn't matter anyway, and the analogy will be good for you blah 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 so there's a scene where Johnny um, the bad guy from the original Cobra Kai the original Karate Kid show is fighting a bunch of other masters right he's fighting masters he's getting his ass beat because it's like it's like four on one four or five on one like not good odds he's trying to hold his own but he's just he's just slowly getting his ass beat right he's got in some good licks getting his ass beat at some point, he's knocked down, and an ultrasound comes out of his pocket, because he's he's turning his life around, he's making a change, and he's going to have a baby, and this time around, he has, a, he has a teenager in the show, he wants to be a good father to this kid, um, he wants to stop being angry that he lost, you know, and he wants to turn his life around, he sees that ultrasound, and now he, ha he has something to fight for. He's, he, like, there's a chance that if he loses this fight, they're going to kill him. I, I mean, and it's over. Man, he sees that ultrasound. He gets up. He just starts kicking ass. So, having something to survive for is critical. And, and human contact is that, is that piece. Like, he, I'm just not like, and the the lone wolf survivalists that also say they're gonna prey on other survivors, not gonna end well for you, not gonna end well for you. Um, lone wolf survivalists trying to take out a prepper encampment, um, you may be technically more skilled than them, but they outnumber you, and they may or may not have something to fight for. I'm, I'm just. They, they have that contact. They have they have connections they're willing to fight for. That makes them stronger than you. Um, not saying that... So, I've seen a video where a guy was talking like... If you have a, if you have a roving band of like ex-military people that are kitted out and, and are trained to fight and are... They are warriors. That, that they're like... You know, Spartans... What is their professions? They are warriors? Yeah, you may have a tough time with that. Um, but a lone wolf survivalist coming to you, probably not going to end well for them. Just saying. Uh, the last thing, and I've touched on it already, is skills versus stuff. Preppers tend to be stealth-orientated. You know, they focus on 
getting the food, the supplies they need to make it through the disaster. Tend to be. Um, and they don't tend to really focus on the skills. <coughs> Survivalists are very, they're very in on the skills. So they're going to they're gonna know the hunting, the fishing, the trapping. They're going to know how to use sun navigation. They're going to know how to use navigation. Um, they're more likely to leave. And this is a point that I haven't touched on. Um, preppers tend to prepare their bug their bug in location to stay there. They're they're very bug in, or if they're going to bug out, they're bugging out to a bug out location that has been prepped, and the route has probably been prepped. A survivalist tends to be skill orientated where they have the skills they need to rely they're probably more likely to bug out because they don't have a stockpiled location they may have some supplies at that location but they're not all in on the bug in situations bad they just get up and leave they don't they don't have a you know a huge backpack of stuff they have they have stuff but they don't have everything they're going to need. You know, they'll hunt on the way. They'll gather the water on the way. Um, they're more likely to bug out and not even to a location, maybe just an area. Oh, the, the hunting here has gone bad. Let me move on. Uh, and that's going to happen. Like, if you're relying on the resources in your area, those resources could run dry. And then you'll have to move on. Uh, sorry, I have a bit of a tickle in my throat. So, they're running out of resources. The preppers have a limited supply. They're going to be running out of resources. Um, they're, like Their supplies are always dwindling down with, like, once you're in the event, nothing's going to really come in. So, Final thoughts here. Um, which one is better? Is a prepper better or is a survivalist better? Both, neither, it depends. Um, I mean, all these answers could be right. So, personally, I think a combination of both. Um, and maybe, maybe even like a 50-50, 60-40 split here. Like, um, you know, was it Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee was like, take what you need, assess it, and get rid of what you don't need. That's that's what you need to be in all things. So having having stuff, having survival food, having survival stuff prepped, and having a good fortified bug-in location, fantastic. Definitely think you should do that. Learning the skills you need to live off the resources around you. Absolutely think you should do that. You need to be both. You need to be a survivalist prepper. You can augment your preps with your survivalism skills. You know, um, maybe you have, maybe you have 
freeze-dried cauliflower and you're gonna make some cauliflower mash from that and you're gonna supplement it with some squirrel that you took so you're gonna make some squirrel stew and you're gonna have it on top of some cauliflower mash or you know whatever uh, regular mashed potatoes uh, whatever you have so you're bringing in you're bringing in supplies and using your preps perfect synergistic relationship between the two that's what you need to be you need to have the skills and the resources and your survival will go that much better um, do as far as like the group versus ungroup thing I think I think you need to have a community um, I'm not all in on like the prepper compounds I don't think they work um, I think they just you know, I haven't seen a lot of examples of people starting these prepper compounds and they're working really great I think having a good community where you know you you have your own location and you know your people in your neighborhood you can work together um, and you can defend people that way that I think works much better than you and your survival buddies heading off to your bug out location and retreating there I just don't it can work you know but I don't feel that it works that well you know I, I, I've read survival prepper fiction where you know the neighborhoods come together and they form you know neighborhood sort of watches I think that's a better model than than the retreat model you know James Wesley Rawls loves the retreat I'm not I'm not in on the retreat just not me um, I haven't even like <clears throat> people are dicks and I have like I've just never seen people are dicks I have this theory I call the maximum time limit the MTL you only have so much time you can really put up with someone before like everything they do pisses you off why are you breathing stop fucking breathing um just stop blinking so if you're in a retreat you, you're really like uh, I, I just I just see like people getting getting annoyed at each other and just not working um, whereas like if you just kind of have a good strong community you go home you don't have to see them breathing for a few hours much better um, you need that separation just saying just saying um, so I've got to work. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this episode up. I think it was a fun one. Next week, next week I'll be on vacation, um, and I'm going to not skip an episode, but I probably will do a survival punk rewind. Um, I've I've never ran a back episode, and we're over 200 episodes, and I have some really good ones that chances are you have never heard. So I'm gonna find a really good episode, and I'm gonna add a bumper on it. And then I'm going to release that. It'll auto come out on Wednesday. There'll be show notes this time. If you use show notes. Um, and do that. So as a, as a final wrap up. If you could help support the show. Please go to drinklmnt.com backslash survival punk. And look at their electrolyte powders. If you're survival, if you're a prepper, you probably have electrolyte drinks. 
And if you're like me, you don't like a bunch of bullshit in your stuff. So all the electrolytes you need, none of the crap you don't. DrinkElement.com backslash survival punk. And this has been James from survivalpunk.com. DIY to survive. Use guys.